What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Real Sports Science Podcast. My name is David, PhD student at Loughborough University. And I'm Matt, head strength and conditioning coach within rugby. David, what are we doing here today? Yeah, good question, Matt. Well, we started this podcast to share the highs and the lows of our journey as we start careers as sports science practitioners. That's right. And we are excited for all of you to be following us side by side through the mud, sweat and non-paying volunteer (laughs) roles. Yeah, Matt, that that sounds personal, but it's not just us. We've got some amazing guests that come onto the podcast as well, including sports scientists, practitioners, athletes, coaches. We'll be getting their perspective and learning from their experiences to help us grow in our current careers as well as in our current roles. Yeah, that's right. So, hey, if that's up your alley or you just want to come and learn alongside us, we'd love to have you come along. So whether for the first time or not, welcome to the RSS podcast. Let's go. Welcome, welcome to episode three of the RSS podcast, this being the series Goal Setting, okay, and today we've got Ben Bissett to join us with. So we met at Loughborough, met at Rugby, and became very good friends, started gymming together, um, and yeah, just lost touch, but now we're making, we're connecting up again. Um, He's currently doing his placement at Doncaster Knights as a performance analyst, Um, and yeah, he's currently learning what it's like to have a placement have a nice little placement that's uh also working alongside it uh and yeah safe to say he's at the start of his career so yeah i'm sure we're gonna learn a lot more about goal setting in his sort of environment so yeah ben how are you good matthew thank you for having me yeah Matt, matt's been peppering me to get me on the pod for a while um i i found it hold them off schedule and i said yeah let's do it uh, <laughs> oh sure i just had to find any any sort of topic that we could include Ben in. I was like, okay, we can't do high performance because definitely not high performance. Um, it's going to have to be something. Well, so I listened I listened to um, last week's episode and I thought that's quite a, quite a drop-off in um, level. You had a guy raising thousands of pounds uh, for his friend and for a really good charity. 12 marathons in 12 days. And then the next one, let's just get, let's get a guy who doesn't get paid for his job on. Uh, just do 12 marathons in 12 days you can raise you can raise some funds yeah, then. Yeah. I, ben ben you could do 12 placements in 12 years 12 <laughs> unpaid placements in 12 years <laughs> yeah zero money rates, i was gonna man. say it's taken so long rates. yeah it's taken so long to get you on because it's because since when has it been since you've had a free day off <laughs> No, no days yeah, off takes another meeting on placements. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, t- t- take us through like essentially how you got here to this stage, um, and then we'll pick it apart later. So give give yourself an introduction. Yeah. Okay. So uh, obviously, I'm on my placement year, so I've had two years in Loughborough. Um, my course is officially geography and sports science. Um, so when I was looking for a placement, I sort of had a choice between geography placements and there's quite a lot in sort of with sustainability and stuff in um you know like big companies are trying to be more green and stuff so there's there's quite a lot of roles in that um so initially i did actually i was more focused on on those sort of ones because they were all paid obviously so i was sort of applying for these ones that were paid and didn't get anywhere with that and then eventually i thought right i'll I'll supply for some some sport ones which to be fair I was much more in like interested in anyway when I was looking at the application process. 
it, those sort of ones got me more excited anyway. Um, but obviously the fact that they were unpaid is off-putting at first. Um, so yeah, I applied for a bunch of them. I didn't just apply for performance analysis ones. I applied for sports science ones. I applied for S&C ones. I applied for all sorts. Um, and I had a few interviews uh, or video interviews, you know, they all do them differently. Uh, and then uh, ended up with this one. So um, performance analysis at Doncaster Knights. Um, so they're a professional rugby team, second division, um, like RFE Championship. Uh, but they're like one of the, there's only two fully professional teams in the championship. Um, and mm. we're one of them. So, uh, and yeah, so it's been good, good so far. Um, but yeah, challenge. The challenge of an unpaid placement um, yeah. is is interesting. Is this like is this your first experience of of a placement? Ever? Yeah, yeah. I've I've done like work yeah. experience and stuff, but it's completely different doing a placement where you're essentially working part time, full time, um, and yeah, expected to do it. To is do it, biggest, it's more is professional. That the biggest you're difference to do a job, like right. deadlines to hit you. Uh, people to please like you have to do a certain uh, do work to a certain standard do you know what i mean um so yeah more is expected of you i guess um yeah Mm -hmm. and just a quick thing from me is just i remember you speaking about you wanted to travel abroad um like i remember you applied for that one place in australia was it yeah i applied for um there's a gym in melbourne who they work with all sorts of athletes, like tennis. It's a private gym, but they, they sort of work with um, athletes from all sorts of backgrounds. And they've done a lot of work with like NRL um, teams and, and stuff. And so I applied over there because they had an internship. Um, it was like a summer one. So I, I messaged a guy over there or applied to that. Um, and I tried to do sort of a study exchange and work out there. Um, but that one would have just didn't quite work out. Just the study exchange aspect of it um like it didn't work out with the uni and also like an unpaid placement's hard enough but doing it on the other side of the world and having to pay there and back maybe a bit bit too much uh a bit too ambitious maybe um but yeah that was interesting and it would have been interesting to go out there but yeah that that one didn't come through and um just just i was just wondering because like as i went to as many of you know, I went to New Zealand, and um, I always thought like we're gonna start keeping it, start keeping a tally of how many times you bring that up on the podcast. And uh, over my time there, right, it was quite interesting. Um, no, and basically, I just going over there. I always thought like do, you could get a placement here, unpaid with a team here, or you could travel across the country. It's more expensive, but I wonder if there's like a a employers look for oh actually he's gone out there to get a different environment entirely i wonder if there's like a bigger shine over international placements rather than one here um like that yeah, that's quite, just me just genuinely quite, thinking. quite possibly as well because and also the the guy when i applied the, the guy who runs the gym out there he was really keen to make it happen just almost because he'd seen that i've applied from the uk he said he's he's not had an applicant from the uk before and the fact that you were sort of willing to try and make that happen, um, it, he was kind of keen to make that happen almost just because of that. So, yeah, I suppose 
in a sense, yeah, maybe it is looked upon differently. I, I don't know. Yeah, because um, Jesse, another one of my mates, Jesse Holloway, he's out there with Athletes Authority in uh, Australia. Uh, oh, I see them on Instagram Jesse. all the time. Yeah, well, yeah uh, Jesse's out. Beth, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, Jesse, Jesse's out there. Yeah, <laughs> Jesse's out there. Oh my. Um, and um, yeah, but then it's like, oh, well, Matt made it to Australia, so anything is possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, to be fair, I'll drop him a message. Could do something on there. He should be on instead of me. He should be on first. <laughs> oh, mate, we tried, we tried, but time difference. He probably would have got on time though, even though the time difference. Hey. Um, but yeah, no. And then one thing I wanted to say was like, is it was it always your decision to go into performance analysis? essentially like i know you spoke about sports science what made you choose performance analysis was it just that there was it's the one that came back not in a cruel way but like is it the one yeah. that answered back to you or yeah no so as i say i applied to a bunch of different different ones um that were all sort of in the same area uh so s and c ones um sports science ones as you say and performance analysis ones the the ones i had i think three three or four came back to me and they were all the performance analysis ones. So I had an interview with mm. West Ham women. And there was a few other ones. Uh, and so just the way it happened, you know, like depending on which ones get back to you, you sort of just end up applying for those ones. Um, so yeah, performance analysis was the one I had the most success with. Um, and so it made the most sense, I suppose, to apply for that one and go for that down that route. Um, Sorry, that's my house, mate. Yes, Joe. <laughs> Have you seen my text, Joe? Look at your phone, Joe. Oh, you're doing it. Yeah, mate. This is a first. This is a first. Get him on. Get him I in. Get on, you know. Get him in. I, I sent him a text. Um, <laughs> oh no, I didn't. <laughs> you know, you know when you when you've written out a text, you just didn't print, didn't press send. Yeah, yeah. You know when you've written it out, you think you've sent yeah. it. This yeah. is the level of no, guest. I think I've Matt did that. Are you keep, are you keep... Matt, Matt, you did that to me like three days ago. I think <laughs> last keep, week you did that. Like, oh, the I fans this... want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, but yeah, no. And... Looking looking back on the placements, um, I because uh, two parter, oh, two oh, first two parter question of the pod. <laughs> I need to write um, down part because obviously like. No, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Part yeah, two sure. first, and then part one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get a flow chart going. Uh, now, because you said that you like applied to geography first, um, and then different S and C, and then the this is the one that yeah. came back. Like, I guess how did how did you feel going into into this one, knowing that kind of you tried other things and it didn't work. And then you had this sweet opportunity possibly over on the other side of the world that didn't work. Like, did you kind of feel like excited for the opportunity, but also a bit like, ah, oh, like it's too bad that yeah, I didn't yeah. get those I other mean, ones. Um, yes and no. I mean, I'd been applying, I think it's something that a lot of people go through, like placements are pushed quite a lot at Loughborough in particular. So everyone, you know, mm-hmm. at the beginning of your second year, everyone starts applying really early on. Um, and so I know people who did hundreds of applications and only got like a few, a few interviews and, you know, they eventually get one, but it's, it's really difficult. Like you apply to 
to loads and loads, but it's so competitive and only you only get a few opportunities. Um, so I, I think once you start getting into the way of doing the applications and getting used to the rejections of of all the applications, I think I I didn't apply to as many as other people, but I applied to fifty plus uh, across you know geography ones, um, sport ones. Um, and yeah, so you kind of get used to to ones coming back, you know, mostly negative, and then some positive yeah. ones, uh, getting some interviews. And as I say, that was partially why I've ended up where I ended up because most of the positive ones that came back were performance analysis style type ones. So, um, yeah. and I, I, I wouldn't. And say I guess I was, that's that's kind of guess of the I was disappointed. Like obviously, the one there were certain ones that when you apply you're really excited for them um but you've just got to take you know you you get the cards dealt as they are and you know you've just got to deal with them um mm. and yeah you can't dwell on it too much so um i'm as happy happy where i am now uh there, there's other opportunities that might have been good as well but um yeah it is what it is and you just gotta work away and uh, and and since joining performance analysis, are you happy with your decision? Like, are you even though it's struggling, um, are you happy with your decision? And then second part, oh, 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 second part, right? Second part, are you happy with your decision? Slow down. Second, um, <laughs> what are your roles and responsibilities at Doncaster? Yeah, so yeah, I would say I'm happy with my um, happy with my responsibility, happy with my decision. Um, <laughs> it's I'm trying not to pigeon hold myself too much either though it's sort of a case of i'm doing this performance analysis placement but and that it might be something i want to go into in the future but i don't want to think of myself you know as a performance analyst yet and only in that way i'm sort of trying to view it as, as i'm in this elite environment doing performance analysis but i'm getting experience of different coaches how they coach you see you see behind the scenes you see how everything works you see how the snc lads operate you see them how they use the gps monitors and stuff you're getting experience of all of it not just the performance analysis stuff so so yeah so i'm happy with this decision i've made um but i'm trying not to sort of pigeonhole myself too much in in a sense uh and my responsibilities um so during the week, we we obviously film everything they do, uh, training wise, and then um, we clip everything up. So it's uh, you know for the backs, it'll be their set plays, their moves. For the forwards, it's line out scrums, set set piece mostly. Um, we have to do um, for the forwards. You you we code up their the jumps in the lineouts and all their scrums and malls. Uh, and then we pass that information on to the S&C lads so that they have a understanding of how much loads on the players so they can adjust their sort of programs accordingly or um, training for later in the week. You know, if they have a big uh, session on a Tuesday, Thursday will normally be a bit more relaxed so that they're still fresh when they go into the weekend, that sort of thing. Um, so we clip all of that up. Um, and so during the week, it's a bit more relaxed. And then on a Saturday, um, I code the 
well, there's two placement students. There's myself and um, Joe, my housemate, who uh, you almost met. Um, who and so he codes the backs and he does all their individuals. So it's like if a scrum half makes a pass, you you have a button for that player, and then you go pass plus negative or whatever. Uh, and so it's all the individual clips for each player. So he does the backs, I do the forwards, um, and then. On top of that, wow. we do like opposition analysis. So um, again, he stays with the backs. I do the the forwards, and I'll do a pack like a. I'll give the coaches um, like a playlist two weeks before a game with all the lineouts and scrums uh, of the team we're going to play, and like the key stats or key players to look out for. Or they do this setup more than others, that sort of thing. Um, Hmm. And so that's the that's the interesting. That's really that's, the that's really bit. really cool. Yeah, that's the interesting bit. I think is actually the opposition analysis, um, and the quite good thing for us as well. Sorry, the the other main responsibility we get given as as interns is um, the academy. So they've got an academy here that play in one of the Bucks leagues. I, I, I'm not sure which one. It's it's like North Three or something. Um, okay. And so, so it's a university league, uh, and so it's the age range in that team's sort of between eighteen to twenty-three. Sort of, it basically your university age. Um, but we sort of take a lead on that, so um, it's just us running that. So we do sort of jet more general match um, codes as well and stats. So we so we work a bit more closely with the the coach coaches uh, for the academy, and we sort of. Um, yeah, get a bit more of a coach analyst relationship there and do more wide ranging stats rather than just the individuals like we do for the for the first team. Um so yeah, it's it's quite wide ranging and it is quite a lot of responsibility. Um given that without us doing what we do, our the analyst at the club who that's his job couldn't do his job. Um so we, yeah, it <laughs> without trying to big yourself up for someone who's not paid, we're quite important. Um, but uh, but that's what you want, I yeah. suppose. From a, that's what you cool. want from a placement. And you yeah, won't be it, given that responsibility. Yeah, so. yeah. and it's cool because you're getting like like you said. Where has everyone seen those balloons yeah, yeah. that just came up yeah. on my screen? <laughs> what was that about? Oh, happy birthday! <laughs> happy birthday, baby! <laughs> happy birthday. It's not my birthday. It's not my birthday. I promise. Uh, that happens once in a while with my because I'm using my iPhone. It's like a webcam, and up. I do. I haven't figured it out yet. But sometimes, if I like do a hand motion, these balloons <laughs> pop out of nowhere. That's crazy. But what was um. <laughs> That's a sidetrack. Uh, it is real. I didn't realize that you do so much, which is like what you said is crazy yeah. for these two unpaid, you know, third year students to have all this responsibility. But also cool because you get the ins and outs of so many different things. Like even if you went on to go be an SNC coach, and now you're asking the analyst, like you know the ins and outs of what that analyst could give you. Yeah. So it's not like the analyst trying to explain like, actually I know what I want. Can you get me this? Or like if you become a coach because you've studied, you know, like, uh, um, uh, 
like different ways that teams operate or offenses and defenses. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And I think more coaches, to be honest, if they understood a bit more about it, they would, um, like they would probably treat it a bit differently, or they they'd come at it from a different angle. Um, and mm. so yeah, I think it, it's it's a good thing. Um, for it's just a good thing for a, a more rounded approach, I suppose. Yeah, you're gonna end up being like Brad Pitt in Moneyball. I'll take that. I'll take. It. Yeah, no, it's in not. Like 10, is it Brad? Pitt? It's not years. Brad Pitt though. He's not the stat man. It's Jonah Hill. Yeah, I'll you're gonna be Brad like Jonah Pitt. Hill. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd rather be. I'd rather be like Brad I'll Pitt though. Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Against he had Jonah the idea. Hill, you need to find Jonah man. Hill. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's the numbers guy, yeah. but. I think I'd rather be. <laughs> I think against Jonah Hill, but uh, so he's he's not Brad Pitt. <laughs> so good, um, yeah. And and essentially, I w- like it'll be okay. We'll get into like goal setting now. So the topic is goal setting, and I think one thing to bring up in as you're at the start of your ki- career, little fresh face right now. Yeah. Um, you're getting into it. You're enjoying an unplayed placement. You're loving it. You're loving the hard graft and. Yeah, I just want to say, oh, this is like a job interview question. So where do you see yourself in five years? That's a good question, Matt. Uh, when Matt first phoned me to ask me to do the podcast, he, go- he goes, he says to me, he says, yeah, I'll be really relaxed. It'll be like a conversation. I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. And then he sort of goes, yeah, I'll ask you a few questions. It'll be a bit like a job interview. So it's like, which one is it? Nice <laughs> conversation or job interview? Super relaxed. Um, yeah. Yeah, five years. I'm not quite sure. I, I've said it quite broad. Uh, I'd like to work in an in an environment where a, sort of elite performance is at the forefront. So whether that's in rugby or any other sport or even outside of sport, but still where sort of physical endeavour is, you know, at the at the front. So whether that's outdoor uh, pursuits or or whatever. Um, so I've said it quite broad in that sense, but it it allows me to not, as I said before, not try not pigeonhole myself too much and still view what I'm doing at the moment as transferable. Um, but but yeah, I want to be to be working and getting paid for doing something in the like the elite performance space. Uh, I think, yeah. Um, have you have you found have you learned something in how long have you sorry how long have you been doing the placement now since yeah, October since is twelfth year no <laughs> yeah twelfth year I think I'd have a few more lines year. on my face well, which is my twelfth year Matt I'd look a bit more like you I might have some facial hair um the, <laughs> I've been growing this for twelve years um the <laughs> it's looking good yeah, thanks yeah what was the question. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, I was going to ask, like, <laughs> um, do, have you learned something in however many months you've been doing this yeah. now uh, that you didn't think like, oh, I like I've written off data analysts or whatever, but actually I quite like it or some other aspect. Have you learned something about an aspect? Yeah, in sport performance, whatever that is, that you didn't think you would have. Yeah, so I started in July, so I've been doing it just over six months. Um, and the interesting thing about it, I mean, you learn a lot because when you when I first started, obviously I 
I study sports science at uni, but I've no experience that no one who does this sort of placement has any experience of doing anything similar beforehand, really, unless they've maybe worked at a club before or done some work experience. But uh, so I'd never done anything performance analysis related. So everything I've learned since um, has been like has been new to me essentially. Um, mm-hmm. And so yeah, so I guess almost everything I've learned from the on the performance analysis side has been new. Um, and yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's even swung me either way. Like I enjoy what I do and I find it interesting. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure if anything's, um, sort of surprised me too much. Uh, like just yeah. seeing him behind, like the, the thing with rugby, I think as someone who's, you know, watched it and been a fan for a long time is you only, but you only really watch the when the professionals play, you watch them play on a match day. And they, you always hear them say in interviews, they go, like, the the hard work's been done, but we'll just, now we just need to perform on the Saturday. But I don't think you ever really get a full understanding of that until you've sort of seen it. Like, a Saturday feels very, it's almost relaxed. It's just like, right, this is Saturday. We know what happens on a Saturday. Whereas, like, during the week, that's when all the ups and downs go on the, their injuries, the fights at training or the, um, you know, things go wrong or things go right. Like you never know what's going to happen in training and you never know how the week's going to go. And so that's quite an interesting thing to see and to have to manage when you're there. Um, yeah, I guess just seeing in behind the scenes and seeing how an environment like that operates is, is interesting. And yeah, so like one thing just on the topic of goal setting, once again, it's just looking at, sort of different methods that we spoke about in our research and introduction to this topic goal setting can be used in various various different ways like our last podcast it was with um uh, bruno there you go um josh who was actually like saying how he uses it with his clients how he can actually um use it with himself um, but one thing we didn't get to touch upon was obviously we saw the journey through his career, but like how, what his next steps would be or career wise, what is his, what are his career goals? And I think it's great to be able to touch upon someone who's in your position because we can understand what you look forward in those five years, for example, or if you can use any of those sort of goal setting goals in a career perspective, because I know once starting out, I sort of knew, okay, I'm enjoying I want to be in sport coming out from school. I was like, I want to be in sport. Then after three years, I was like, okay, after my second year or during my second year of sports science degree, I was like, I want to do SNC. I enjoyed yeah. one particular model module. So then I was like, okay, I want to do SNC. Uh, what's the next step for that? Okay. And you going through that, I always had to make those. I know the smart goals are cringy and it's like, oh, those are the, you know, the best methods, but I had to make sort of ones like that. What, what was my end goal? How do I track back from that? What are the next steps to take? Um, and I remember thinking, okay, SNC, SNC, what's the environment like? Going into Loughborough, you thought, okay, we're at the top top university. We were always told once you're at uni here, once you complete the degree, jobs will fall for you like that. Even placements was hard to get whilst I was at Loughborough though. Yeah. So it was like, oh, so this is getting a bit crazy because everyone wanted the performance placements with Loughborough's first rugby team or first football team, you know, depending on what sport you're in. And getting to that stage, I couldn't get to that stage. So it was a bit of a first foot like, oh, wow. So once you hit that rejection, it was like, okay, this is crazy. So how 
do you come back from that? And as you said, like you heard back from rejections, but the thing is you still got to keep applying and whatever comes back, you got to take it. And if you enjoy it, then bloody great. Cause then you can sort of start to get an inkling of actually, maybe this is what I want to do. And maybe not five years, but say if Doncaster turned around and um, say if they turned around and gave you a job or you saw something maybe no other no no you weren't getting any performance analysis jobs returned like from your applications you weren't hearing back from them but maybe there was an snc job would you be quick to jump onto that one or would you continue to look for that performance analysis going through this stage of your career has it sort of honed your mindset in where it wants to be i know you previously touched upon how it's still quite broad but like yeah. if something if an opportunity like that came across yeah. would you take it yeah so it's interesting so Obviously, I've got the experience, everything on, you'll know, Matt, everything on the applications you make, it's all about experience. It's like, you don't have enough experience, that's why we're not taking you for this role. So I've now got experience doing performance analysis at a club. But if I got offered an S&C role somewhere, I wouldn't have that experience. So I, like, I don't know if they'd then be willing to pay me or would I have to get unpaid, like, it feels like you have to get unpaid experience to do, to do any role. So then, sorry, do you feel sort of trapped to now be like, okay, I've spent a year doing Doncaster performance analysis. Could I, <laughs> I guess Doncaster would see that you're also understanding the SNC side, but would you have to be like, okay, crap, I'm trapped now. I've got to do, if I want to do anything else, I have to go through another year of unplayed placement, placement essentially. Yeah, I, I, a little bit, maybe. Um it's all situational, I suppose. Like as I say said before, I'm trying not to pigeonhole myself, but sometimes you end up just getting pigeonholed, maybe just by the the way that it works. Mm. Um, you know, if you're not going to get offered um, a paid job in another area, then why not stick to what you've end up like? Performance analysis now is where I have my the, the, that's where I've developed the skills, um, and so if I was to go somewhere. I'm more likely, obviously, to get paid for the job that I know how to do. Um, so it would make sense that I'm almost trapped, as you would put it. Uh, I wouldn't. If Doncaster offered me like a job, for example, the, the way my um, my boss, the the analyst at Doncaster, thinks about it, is he he said to me, "Well, you've got ten teams in the Premiership, um, like the the top." top league of English English rugby uh, and they maybe have one or two analysts depending on the club so he was say, and he's at Doncaster one of two fully pro teams in the championship so he's probably in the top 20 analysts in the country and so when you put it in that perspective then that's quite I think that's quite a good way of thinking about it because quite a lot obviously in like in the championship no, no one's paid to a great extent, whether it's players or staff, you know, they're not paid to, they're not paid like Saracen's staff or players. Do you know what I mean? Um, but when you start thinking of yourself as an elite, um, elite in your area, you're thinking I'm top 20 in the country, even though you're, it might not feel like it. It's quite a good way of thinking about it. So if I, yeah, if I was offered a job at Doncaster, I think if I thought of it in that way, it would maybe change my mindset on things. I think you can get too fixated on the on the money side of things, um, 
and yeah, so it, that would be a good opportunity. Obviously, um, I'd, I'd like to get experience in in other areas of sport in in S and C and give myself options. Um, but you just got to see what yeah. see what happens, see what comes up. I suppose. I think as well, like you're so early in your career, too. Um, a couple of things that came to mind uh, w- with with my role with BA. <clears throat> I spend quite a bit of time um like outside of my PhD giving like physiology support to their athletes. So I spend a lot of time with the head physiologist, Andy, and he uh, he says often like the way things are going now, you, yeah, you need to be like kind of the expert in your field whatever that is. And I think with some fields you might need to be the expert more than others. But what he says is is if you or like people now more and more or companies now more and more organizations are looking for people who can give more than just their specific field. Right. So if you come in, say for example, an S and C role, like you're looking for S and C role, like, yeah, I have this experience in S and C, but also I have this experience in data analytics or this experience in this area. So just because, you know, maybe down the road, you want to be an S and C coach or coach or whatever. Um, just because like right now you're getting experience, not directly in that, I don't think is a bad thing. And then if I think about like my own, my own career kind of progression to where I am now, like my, after my master's thesis was on football boots, which like, it was cool, but it was nothing like I knew, like, this isn't really what I want to do. I don't want to research like football boot technology or like like sporting equipment technology, like the foundation or the growing of that. It's not really what I want to do, but I did it and because I had to, and it was really cool. And then off of that, I got a job as a research assistant doing the exact same thing. So doing re- like research on football boots is almost the exact same thing. So again, it's like kind of in your, what Matt was asking, like, oh, because you have this placement, you're going to get data analyst jobs. And that was similar for me because i had my master's in football boots now i've got a job after that in football boots um but now i'm doing a phd and nothing to do with like sport football (laughs) which is which isn't what i wanted to do anyways but for me like looking back now on that experience was phenomenal the like the stuff i learned in that research assistant job was phenomenal and the only reason I got that is because of like my master's. And even though it had nothing to do with kind of what I wanted to do long term, I think when you're that like even in the master's kind of that early in your career compared to like, you know, working for 30, 40 years, um, I think what you're doing is really cool because you, you can you have such an opportunity to learn so many different things, which I think like it won't pigeonhole you at all. Yeah. You know, maybe it, maybe short term it does. Maybe the next job you get is a data analyst job because you're able to get that. But I feel the higher you go, like the less, as long as you have the staple requirements, like the less important it is, like your direct experiences. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, no, I I think you're spot on as, and that's sort of how I'm trying to, look at it is that you don't know what's going to happen or how you're going to if if I go back to what I said before like my my long-term goal is just to work 
it somewhere where elite performance is at the centre. So keeping that broad, it doesn't really matter in what role. So if I go into another performance analysis role, um, then that's great. And if I end up working in an elite environment doing performance analysis, then I've reached my goal. Or I end up doing it in another capacity and then it diverges off like sort of what you were saying. Like things lead to to different things um so yeah yeah knows? yeah um yeah I, I think yeah as well so what's the other job that you're doing like now sorry <laughs> yeah so well so i was working two jobs um up until very recently um so i was working at mountain warehouse and i was working um i do marketing uh at a property company as well on the side um just to fund myself i suppose um yeah Jeez. But, yeah. So two jobs, like two part-time jobs, plus like how many hours are you? We tried to are work you it doing out at your one placement? Point. We tried to is... work out how many hours we were doing a week. It was I don't know. It's, uh, it's never a good seventy start. odd. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it's, it's insane. But, but the thing is, as well, it's it's with the rugby or just I don't know. It would be the same with all sports, but the the hours are just different as well it's not a nine to five like on a saturday you'll you'll finish the mm. game and the coaches will want those stats turned around as quickly as possible so you you'll be working like late into the evening trying to finish your code so that that can then be turned into the stats for the coaches the next day as soon as possible sort of thing um so it's yeah it's different um yeah i was but, gonna say no no sport job is nine to five or even if no. they say oh it's it's a 40 hour a week yeah i was gonna say that as well it's like oh 37 and a half hours a week and then right underneath that it's like maybe required to work Weekend what is or, it out of office hours yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Out of office yeah. hours, and then it's like yeah yeah it, yeah it's 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 quite hectic like i remember first starting my job at tunbridge um i saw the work hours it said 40 and then I remember like walking around with director of sport and he was saying, oh yeah, so, you know, start at nine, finish at six. I was like, oh yeah. And then um, I was like, is this every day? And then he goes, no, no, no. Well, you finished like half day on Saturday. Oh, six days. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And, but like it works out in a way, but like you go home and you're still doing work, but I guess that's every job, but sport. He says half, he says half day Saturday. Like that's, that's making up for the nine to six Monday to Friday. (laughs) No, no, no. Saturday is only half day. I I do get a mean lunch. I do get a mean lunch, a mean feed at lunch. eh? So that's that's the best thing. That's the best thing about working at the rugby club is all the meals. Unbelievable. Yeah. Really? What's it? Yeah, you keep talking, Jonah Hill. <laughs> What's it been like with the guys as well? Like, do you do you have a lot of interaction with the with the guys, or like how much kind of on field stuff for like when you're yeah, eating? I don't know if that's like in a big mess. Nah, nah. What's, you, what's that been you like? You don't have as much like the physios, for example. They'll all be strapping up the so the physio interns will be strapping up the players or whatever before the game. So they'll have much more like one to one interaction with the players. We don't we don't have a lot of that. You're almost like the little guy away in the room. Like yeah, yeah, bent over the computer. Um, so there's less of that. Uh, it, it depends more on like how proactive the players are on like finding out, seeing their clips, or like finding out their stats. Like, and yeah. some players are more approachable than others. Like they'll come up, chat to you, whatever. And some just like to keep their space. But yeah, you're not so much it like involved 
like on that sense, like you you don't go near the pitch, you stay up in the, uh, stay up in the stand during the match, that sort of thing. But um, yeah, it's so it's a, it's a, it's a have you had a have you had a moment where like a, a players come to you and asked for um, for stats, like oh can yeah. I have this, and you're able well, to be like oh yeah here it is, and then you got to like you know uh, not specific tell them you sucked you, or something. You more know. get coaches coming. And they want to see certain clips of certain okay. things so that they can take that to the players. It, do you know what's interesting? Sure. Interesting though okay. that I'd never thought of before, and I don't know if I should say this, but the, they all renew their contracts or they have their contracts looked at in like January. So all the players like towards like December and late November, like early January, they'll start like coming to you for clips so that they can show the coaches <laughs> and be like, "Look at all this good stuff I've done," uh, basically, <laughs> and, and be like, "They just." You know, give me another year, or give me some more money, or whatever. Um, Ben's just hiding away. Yeah, like don't cut me. Trying to pull up these clips. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. How much are you going to pay me for these clips? Hey, eh? I'll fudge some numbers a, for yeah, you. If, uh... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some dodgy clips. Yeah, dodgy clips. Man. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh. Right. The last question I have um, is like, so you're six months in to the placement. Yeah. And you have six months left. So kind of halfway yeah. point. Yeah. What would you say if, cause we're talking about goal setting, like if you think about your goals to get out of these next six months, what would those goals be? Kind of what position do you want to be putting yeah. yourself in? What things do you want to learn yeah. over these next, next six months? Yeah. Uh, so it's a good question. Cause as I said at the start, when I first, started obviously if you'd asked me that question then i wouldn't have really known what to to goal set for the next six months then because i hadn't done the role at all so i've almost had to take off goals in hindsight if that makes sense from like the last six months i've had to go back through it because you know at points you can forget how much you've learned but well it's actually for the uni i have to do some stuff for my placement for my tutor and stuff so you had to go back through and like say a couple things that you've done so you're almost goal ticking off goals in hindsight so you're going and you're sort of reflecting on how much you've you've actually learned which then makes setting goals for the next six months a bit easier because you you're going right i've learned Mm -hmm. this much in this area that's then an area where i can push on again for the next six months um so I, i suppose for the next six months it would probably be I guess because this a lot of the season's gone like as I said with the academy we take a bit more of a lead with that and sort of narrowing down this is gonna get really nerdy and really uh money bally now but like actually narrowing down what nice. what stats are like the most important to look at in terms of which stats have we done really well in when they've won a game which stats have stood out and so which ones which areas are the most sort of game winning, if that makes sense. Um, and then you can go, this is where we've not quite been at it for the you know the last six months. But if we focus enough in this area, um, then that'll win us games because that's what the stats are showing. And you can almost look back at the last six months and look at the data that we've got now and then use that to help you for the, for the next sort of rest of the season. Um, and it's mm-hmm. the same with with opposition stuff as well. Now that you've got all the bank of of games that they played so far this season, it makes 
the analysis for that a lot easier because you can you can start looking at different sort of things like you can look at where do something that our boss has asked us to do recently is we we're splitting up the workload and we're all going to look at different teams and how they score where most of their tries come from so do they come from open play do they come from malls do they come from scrum set plays etc so and because the half the season's been played you can get a really good picture of well they score most of their tries off a kick return for example so it's like right where we need to really focus on kick return defense for this and so you're getting more of a a narrowed in picture um which is really interesting so um Mm. or it is to some people (laughs) That's really cool. uh, so, yeah, no, that's that's really cool. That is hundred percent money ball, isn't it? So, like, as yeah. long as we don't let this many number of tries come from Matt sleeping, I think it's cool. <laughs> yeah. No, that is really cool. Yeah, and that's kind of exciting because it's like it's like almost investigative work, isn't yeah. it? Like being able to see how how it kind of yeah, and it, it's cool because you have six months of um of data that you can kind of look back and is there is there anything like any experiences that you personally want to get out of kind of the next six months that now looking back you think oh actually that's an area that i'd whether it's like i don't know in physio or snc or or whatever kind of experiences in general that you would want to yeah i um, think maybe get more of understanding a bit more of like maybe what they they do actually just speaking to them a bit more because at the start you're trying to keep to yourself uh you don't want to branch out too much um be too much of a sort of loud mouth or a keen bean so um yeah like matt here he's always he's too keen uh get get we need you on the pod um but the (laughs) leave me alone yeah yeah the so yeah, I guess just speak to them a bit more. Like, like I was saying before as well, I'd be more interested to see actually exactly what they use. The so the load stuff that we give them, that you know says how much how much work the lads have been doing. I'd I'd be interested to see how what they actually use that for and how, what adjustments they make based off the information we give them. Um, mm-hmm. Which isn't, believe it or not, is you'd think it would be. In, a question I would have already asked, but you know, it's, it's things like that would be be interesting to to find out and just yeah, get a bit more insight into what everyone else does. Um, yeah, would be good. But, well, that first six months must just be a whirlwind because yeah. you're trying to get caught up with everything you got to yeah. do. You're not trying to step on everyone's yeah. toes. Like you're in a professional environment, you don't know what's okay to ask or what's not. So, but now that you know, it, like yeah, yeah. I think as well to stop. No, that's that's really cool. In like a, it's probably the same in most pro sports, but like pro rugby in particular, you just you need to gain enough respect by doing your job properly before you sort of go out and start poking other people. We are like, what's this? What's this? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give me the stats from last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then we'll talk yeah. about it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Do your job first. Yeah. No, that's sweet. Yeah. 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 Now we we really appreciate you coming on. This has been really cool. Yeah. Uh like cuz two what was it? We had um Jack on a few weeks ago and he's kind of come through the placement, had his placement, had his time kind of in the trenches and now has a full-time job. So it was cool getting his perspective of kind of coming through it and it's, so it's been really cool getting your perspective of someone who's not only done it but like is in yeah. the middle of it. Um 
and kind of what you're learning, how you're finding it, how you got it. So, no, that's really cool. Appreciate yeah. you. Finally, keep going, buddy. Finally, give keep it going. in to to the bean, the keen bean. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a uh, yeah. It's been amazing having you on, and it's yeah, it's been interesting to see because we don't we always talk about people who've made it through the trenches or made it through those unplayed placements, yeah. but we never hear from someone who's actually going through it right now and how difficult difficult it is trying to i mean working two other jobs at the same time as well as trying to turn those stats around pronto it's uh yeah it's interesting but the main thing that i took from it here's some advice is um now you just got to keep at it obviously like just as you said ask those questions that was good to hear from you the fact that you were like oh i've learned that i'm gonna start asking all these more questions and yeah no it's very very good instead of you asking the questions now i'm gonna ask you five rapid fire questions okay all righty yeah oh he's prepared you don't even know he knows he knows yeah (laughs) yeah all right are you ready he's got his stats on the questions he knows He's got he's got a code that's just going through all of the quick fire questions in the last fifty whatever I've been episodes. Coding your podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, who said we're opposition? <laughs> Anyways, all right. First question: What is your last Google search? Oh, well, it was Doncaster bosses. RSS podcast. It was, it was first what? first bosses, like you know, first bosses the company. Yeah, it was them. South Yorkshire, Doncaster. Very what cool. non-existent <laughs> job do you wish you existed? Non-existent job. Uh, That's a good one. Farmer on Mars. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. What object do you misplace or lose the most? Um, keys. Fair. Yeah. I thought laptop. Keys laptop with all the stats. Do you know what? I've left my laptop at home three times. I've rocked up. <laughs> I've rocked up at work and be like, I don't have my lunch. I turned up like my breakfast, my lunch, and all all my snacks, and no and no laptop. Show show the priorities straight. Yeah, Yeah. he's got his four lunch boxes with him, no laptop. Yeah, shocker. (laughs) How how do you cope with hardship? Uh, Beats family, probably. Nice. Yeah. Not you. <laughs> just get bullied. That's like I haven't heard from you in a while. Just get laughed at. <laughs> like, Finally, what is the what kindest the, thing? That's what the older brothers someone's for. ever did for you or ever done for you. Invite me on the podcast. I think. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. All right. And I didn't <laughs> oh, bully him into that one. There it uh, is. Um, <laughs> all right. I'll give you a last one. I'll give you a last one. Um, well, that was a nice the easy one. Question. Uh, it was, but I want to give you a nice easy one just to answer because I'm asking you sort of interview questions. Um, what is your deepest fear? Um, <laughs> not making you proud. <laughs> okay. All right. There you go. We'll end it. I was trying to find it. Nice. Awesome. Are you looking for a That's serious good. answer? Or That's something? good. He's, he's playing the game. He's, he's playing the game, Matt. He's, nothing's well, getting fast, Ben. There you go. Yeah. Mine what too. Mine too. Spiders. I hate spiders. What about you, David? My deepest fear? Gosh. Your new camera falling off into the ocean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a nightmare about somebody stealing it last night, actually. <laughs> when you start dreaming Wait, about stuff, it might actually be your deepest fear. Yeah. 
That's, yeah. I can imagine yeah. you waking up like this. It's taking pictures just to make sure it's still okay. Okay, put the monster back on the pillow. Yeah, yeah. I sleep now. Yeah, I sleep with it now just just to be safe. No one's ripping it out of my hands. Now it's because I don't. I haven't gotten the insurance for it, which is just stupid. Like every day, I'm like, I need to get this thing insured. And last night, I had a dream that uh, it got stolen, but I got it back. It was a wild dream. Like the <laughs> guy, I tackled I, the guys. The guy stole it, right? And then I caught up to him. He was on like this moped with his buddy, and they were coming straight at at me. And I like ran, like I like hockey shoulder checked the guys off of their off of their like little scooter. And I was on top of the guy, like punching him (laughs) to get my camera back. (laughs) Though. Yeah. Got my camera back. So awesome. You know? Yeah, no, Ben, yeah. once again, it was yeah. lovely having you on. Um thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> and even those I think those were the best quick fire questions ever. Um pro- Yeah, I think they were yeah, those, those are, are sorry, best quick yeah. fire answers ever. Um yeah, thanks. Yeah, and it was it was great hearing from you and I hope I hope everything's going well. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having yeah. me on. Yeah, I really appreciate it. All right. And just <laughs> to right. sign it off, make sure you listen to all of our episodes. Give Ben a little follow. Where can they find you if they want to find you? Uh, ben Arbis on Instagram. In I'm the not, data I'm not analytics sure room. on the uh, social sites, but yeah, give me a follow if you yeah. want. You you got to do a you got to do a little um like day in the life yeah. of a placement <laughs> analytics dude for, for, the, for the fans. For you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. just for us. Just for us. Make one for us and we'll get it on the, the RSS pod feed. All right, Ben. Ben. There you go. Being serious. All right. Awesome. All right. Cheers for coming on. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. This has been Bye. the RSS podcast. <laughs> We're out. Bye.